are back. We are back. Welcome to Match Point number nine, a tennis bets podcast. Uh, I'm your host, David E.J. Berger. You can find our show handle at MP9Tennis. And chances are, if this is your first time listening, that's how you found us. Welcome. Hello. If not, and you're a returning listener, thank you. And I hope you're digging what we're doing. You know, this is especially what we've been trying to do. You know, we're we're, we're we're back for another time right away. Sometimes this podcast is like hit or miss. But uh, during this North American hardcore run, trying to be back every Thursday, Friday. Thursday we're shooting for, but there might be some Fridays coming up. Thursdays we're shooting for. Welcome back. Uh, with me as always is, and I'm, I'm going back, my number one tennis talking bro. <laughs> we tried out the number one hater of the coach's rule and it just didn't it, it's not sticking bro it's not sticking you're my tennis talking bro <laughs> and uh derek hello how you guys doing yeah both titles suit me so if you guys call me by each of those uh, on the straight i will respond but um yeah the week's been good so far this tournament's been rocking it's been great matches and there's only even going to be better matches to come absolutely and uh I, yeah i i feel like uh last week we did you know relatively decent with washington and los cabos derek i said we weren't going to recap but i just i'm diving into a quick recap hey you know we both picked fritz in washington he almost died so that was uh not a great pick literally within 24 hours of releasing our pick uh, <laughs> he almost died uh that said we did say one of three people fritz nick or fritz were gonna win and nick did win so we weren't like you know we were definitely on the fave train with that tournament and uh you had uh med and los cabos uh i was on the Kashmanovich train uh and he did cash for me up until the semifinal where he famously lost by more than four and a half so uh <laughs> he played really well though i was pretty damn impressed with what yeah. he put out there last week uh, as uh i mentioned my guy paul last week uh paul i want to give him a shout out here he's going through some stuff um at brooklyn boy 63 yeah he uh you take a shot at the king you better not miss because then stuff like not covering four and a half when you went to a tie break happens <laughs> but i will say this we had nori over uh fai so Good, good honest for that. We we had no, we both had Nori in the final, and he was, I believe, the dog in that match, which was great, great for us. Yeah, so, yeah. but well, let's just get into it. It's uh the Montreal Masters. A lot's going on. Big headlines so far. Earlier in this week, it was the rain. Not ideal for tennis betters, uh, especially live. Uh, Hugo Gaston had a break point against Draper and was climbing back into that match and then <laughs> delayed. And I uh, hope he didn't bet. Gaston live. It got delayed uh, on Breakpoint. Yes. <laughs> I hope we didn't bet that. him live because uh, that did not come to fruition. Uh, and then, you know, people were really on Murray against Fritz uh, after Fritz almost died uh, in Washington. And uh, certainly another day of rest did not help that bet. Uh, that match mm -hmm. got pushed. Uh, it was impacting bets left and right. And a good lesson to be learned here, you know, uh, we, we want to bet tennis. That's, you know, we're a tennis bets podcast. Everyone loves betting tennis. Who doesn't? If you're not betting tennis, what are you even effing doing? But uh, the rain on these outdoor <laughs> courts, I mean, it's going to impact what's going to happen, especially on, you know, uh, courts that are already slow already. Maybe save the role. Good lesson. Save the role for the rest of the week when you're not starting and stopping and it's a brutal time of year with the, these summer rains. Never know what's going to happen. So, yeah, so maybe save the roll for the rest of the week when the forecast is a little clearer. But unfortunately, in Montreal, that's not the case. 
we might get some rain on Thursday, uh, which is going to drop Thursday morning. So today, if you're listening uh, right away and then, you know, it's cloudy the rest of the weekend, although the temp not expect to hit over 80 degrees, which is great. So it's definitely a different atmosphere than D.C. and Atlanta and America over the the last couple of weeks in terms of the conditions. Uh, The tournament speed is not fast. Uh, Ramos has two hard cart wins if that clues you into anything. Today, minus Sitsipas match, which is going on now as we record. I, I, I bet him live. Well, let's see what happens. What's going on? Oh, no, it's tie break. Yeah, it's 3-3 in the tie break. 3-3 right in the tie break. Uh, I got him at minus 115. Now he's plus 115. Oh, Yeah, it's not bad. I, you know, I bet him 115 when he was up 0-30, but no one loves going down love 30, love 40 more than Jack Draper. This guy loves being down that unserved. Oh, I hate and love Jack Draper. <laughs> I just hate Sitsy Boss. Yeah. I don't even love this guy in any regard. Well, minus that match, there was an average of five and a half breaks per match today alone. Speaking of alone, Fritz and Ziafo had 10 breaks alone in their match. Uh, two other matches had seven breaks. Four other matches had five. So something to keep in mind and monitor uh, both pre-serve and live here in Montreal. Being up a set in a break means nothing. Not the surefire spot you think it is. The breaks are coming past and furious at this tournament. You know, I don't I don't think it's like Indian Wells or some Acapulco is really bad. But it's, 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 it's trailing those. It's it's like third on the list so far this week. I would say another big headline this week is uh, everyone expected, you know, a return to to Canada for Shapovalov to do something, but he did get a red hot ADM, but and he did come at a nice price. He was, you know, a dog price with Shapo at home in Canada. It was enticing. I passed. I I I was I stayed away, and and, and you know what? A, a lot of these matches I have stayed away from today. The the curious Medvedev match. I'm like, ah, I don't know who's gonna match. People yesterday today too were or no yesterday people yesterday were hot on my guy Kashmanovic against uh, Bodic. I'm like, I don't know, man. I feel like Bodic might win that because. <laughs> I, I don't know why. I'm like, I, I don't know what's going on. I'm staying away from that match. So this this week also proving that staying away from stuff is not always the worst worst thing for the role. Derek, uh, I've talked a lot. I want to open the floor to you on any early week thoughts. Obviously, we're going to pivot into the big headlines that have dropped so hard. But, uh, you know, any comments on what I've mentioned so far? Okay, so first off, we got just a ton of matches that just happened. Um, first of all, the rain, that wasn't very fun, but now we're over that. Now we're looking at other uh, results that happened. That Nick Medvedev match, I, I did not expect that whatsoever. It's like you got Nick just coming off a victory, and we were even saying last week that if somebody's just been riding in this hot weather and then making to the final, maybe start fading him. But like you just can't do that with Nick because he just doesn't spend too much time on the court, you know, because he's just getting through with quick service games. And and last week, what he didn't even um he didn't even drop a single service game. So he still had a lot left in the tank and just enough to even beat Med, which is insane. Um can't get over that still. Another big thing for me. Well, let's is... just break it. I mean, Draper just beat Sissi Pass. That was uh, in straights. Draper <laughs> couldn't even win me a bet against Ramantana in the qualifying for Atlanta. <laughs> he just takes down a top 
like five or six player in the world. I don't know what he's ranked right now and stuff, but yeah, he's ranked very high. He just made it to the Labor Cup because of his ranking. Awesome. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Maybe they should send Jack Draper to the Labor Cup now, right? <laughs> That's okay. We'll 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 get it back. Uh, I was having a wedding until that. <laughs> Thanks, stuff. I'm really glad I did not bet on that. I even texted and, you another another uh, example of staying away. Unbelievable, dude! I can't believe he just lost to Jack Draper. Draper owes me money from that Ramon in a match. <laughs> How did you lose to that, you motherfucker? <laughs> anyway, yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah, I'm I mean, also a degenerate betting Atlanta qualifying. So, <laughs> I mean, you did bet the Dallas Wings today, right? I believe. <laughs> All right. Well, a big headline is that uh, well, a top seed Tsitsipas is out. <laughs> is that a surprise? I mean, yeah, I I think it is. You know what though? Ne- you know what though? Don't let this discourage you from betting him next week in Cincinnati, where he was in the fight. You know, it, it it's easy to look and be like uh, Zverev was the winner last year. I believe Steph was up a set before he lost that. So Cincinnati you know, he'll do pretty well. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was his first match since his meltdown against Kyrgios at Wimbledon. And he just hasn't had any uh, play on hard courts recently. Well, speaking of change of service affecting play, uh, Carlitos goes down to Tommy Paul. Uh, this is your, your right. boy. Derek is elated. He's the number one Tommy Paul <laughs> fan on the planet. I am the only Tommy Paul fan. AKA the number one Tommy Paul fan in the entire world. I mean, I basically have been rooting for that guy. I've just been gassing him on this podcast. It's been basically a half of a joke, but today he actually made me look like I, I know what I'm talking about, but he has been beating top 10 players just uh, throughout this year. I mean, beating Shapovalov isn't that big of a feat, but he did beat what center on grass. Yeah, this is what I. This is the key to unlock, you know, Tommy Paul's success and him unlocking these wins is uh, the change of surface. He beats center on grass in a similar fashion. Carlos coming from, you know, clay to hard, which I I, I want to preface this to, uh, though. Like, you know, he was like plus 400 something. That was in, an insane pricing. So. Win some, lose some, win some. Tommy Paul over Carlos, Carlitos Alcaraz. <laughs> right. uh, I mean, what a win. He was, da- like I said, he was, he was down a set and a break, I believe, <laughs> came back to win. Um, And I, I mean, but yes, similar fashion, change of surface for Carlos, first match back on hard court. Uh, when he, when Tommy Paul beat Center, that was you know Center's first match on grass from clay season. Uh, Center also had injuries, so you know he was, might have been a, a bit slower um, coming back as well. So that was the double whammy. Um, so I mean, you know, uh, what uh, I so, like Tommy Paul ish. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I listen, you know, I listen to the. The ATP podcast, you don't have to. They, you know, I there was a whole episode about talking to the American players' coaches, and uh, Paul's coach considers this Paul's second full season because I guess the the shortened COVID season was his first 
So I, you know, and that aspect, you know, Paul is looking to definitely increase his results, be a better player. Uh, I guess everyone you could say that about, but you know, coming from an aspect of these guys consider their themselves his Paul and his team, and you know, the early part of his career. So, yeah, I hate to give Derek credit. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think Tommy Paul is uh, someone to, to relatively take seriously moving <laughs> forward, uh, especially that he's getting all these ones on multiple surfaces. I mean, you know, it's suck on clay. I, he was pretty bad during the clay but grass, hardcore, not uh-huh. fast. You know, we'll let's see what happens when the, the speed picks up on hardcore. Uh, but uh, I mean, grass is pretty fast, so. Yeah, Uh, yeah. I mean, he's looking good out there. And I did hear during one of his matches that I guess the the WSTA uh, they take some score uh, that measures the athleticism among the USTA players. And Tommy Paul ranked the highest. And I, I was pretty surprised by that. I'm not surprised that he probably beat out Isner by a mile, but I'm pretty surprised he probably beat out like Fritz or. Um, I don't know who else gets tested in that because I know like some of those players. Like, I don't know. Do you feel like Fritz? I don't feel like Fritz is that athletic. No, his speed wise, no, definitely not. But yeah, but like Tiafo, I don't know if he's still under USTA or anything like that. But yeah, I gotta imagine Tiafo would be like the most athletic. I can see that. I can see that. Uh, all right. Well, a lot of people are are already fading uh, Paul against Chilich. He's opening up as a um plus 121 dog chillich is a minus 143 favorite chillich so i have to agree it's been awesome mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so it is you know i i do uh, it is tough uh paul followed up that win against center with a three set loss to adm Alex uh, Demonor, you know, who saw it on grass and he was the reigning, this was the Eastbourne. He was a reigning Eastbourne champion. He took him to three sets. So, you know, I, it, but the books are respecting Tommy Paul plus 20, 121. If it was like plus 150, closer to that, which would be tough to get, but I don't know. There's a lot of books out there. I, I, I would play. I imagine overnight when when this closes and this match starts from now, Tommy Paul's line is going to move. He's going to be a much bigger dog. Um, the the word is out about Chilich. If this tips over plus one forty, I'm playing Tommy Paul, even if he doesn't win. I like that price a lot. Chilich. Chilich is a guy when the line moves the wrong way. You know we've seen it against Taylor Fritz. We've seen it against Kashmanovich, uh, Indian Wells. Um, the line moves the wrong way on Chilich. You know, you want to go the other way. So something to monitor. Uh, if you, you're able to listen to this before, uh, which you, you might be able to. I mean, it's uh, three thirty, uh, yeah. West Coast time. So, uh, plenty of time to you know, hopefully, you know, you're listening to this before then. So you take that advice. Yeah, Derek, press what do you think? Pa- press pause right now. 
hit Chilich <laughs> or hit, hit Tommy Paul if he's a plus 140 right now. Uh, but like I'm thinking about taking Chilich. I mean, I guess I would ride him like minus one and a half. He looked really good today against Hatchinoff. And he was the slight dog against Hatchinoff today, too. So I think placing him the as a favorite here seems like some sort of like revenge bet that the bookies have today. Um, but dude, Tommy's been ripping. So I don't even know what I'm talking about because I thought you were the number one Tommy guy. Now you're picking fucking Chilich. What the fuck? Screw it. I'm taking Tommy. I mean, I I I know. Just delete everything I just said. (laughs) Taking Tommy Paul. Uh, yeah, just take him. At if you can get him at plus one forty, like you're saying, that that's a very good price. I agree. I think, and I think the line's gonna move. I think people are gonna come in hard on Chilich. But they're gonna be like bet here is the over bet though, right? Oh, I I agree with that a hundred percent. Oh, it's a, but it is kind of opening up, kind of Jack twenty four. So the 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 yeah. word is out on the over. Yeah. Um, you know what? My pretty damn even matchup. I mean, the over 24 is minus 110. What's Tommy's to win a set price? Oh, oh, the over is a great bet. Tommy Paul plus one and a half is minus 230. Yeah. And then Chillage plus one and a half is minus. This is, we talked about this on a previous podcast. When, when you have, you know, both guys, you know, at plus one and a half sets, at over two dollars, <laughs> throw a little on the over. You know they're already telling you that mm-hmm. they think that the guys are gonna <laughs> both win a set. Um, uh, the over twenty four is a little telling, but I mean, wh- what does it take? It's minus one ten to get to. Uh, oh yeah, I mean, they have this jacked. I mean, at my at twenty three, it's minus one thirty. Shoot. Yeah, I like the over a lot in that match. Yeah, me too. Um, unless it happens like uh, you're. And Chilich is more of a speed guy. Like we know these courts are slower. You know they're not like the slowest. You know of of the slow hards, but you know. <laughs> and, and we know Tommy. I mean, he just beat Alcaraz today. If you want to talk about speed. Yeah. I mean, Alcaraz obviously did not look like himself today. He looked a little rusty, especially on hard courts and stuff like that. He was hitting balls longer. Um, his head just seemed like it wasn't in it, and I rarely see that in him. But still, it's like to beat Alcaraz, you got to put in some serious work. Yeah, well, I, I actually have here on the show sheet that I meant to say that I'm putting him uh, an RAP sign, rest in peace, my – Minus one eighty and under rule on Carlitos. <laughs> That's pre-serving live. Uh, I the guy and this is a telltale sign. If the guy's going long, he's gonna lose, mm-hmm. <laughs> or he's got a higher chance to lose. I, I've watched this over and over. I you know you watch a lot of Carlitos. The when the guy's going long, it ain't it, man. <laughs> it ain't it for that guy. Um, he could not yeah. keep the ball. He's had some comebacks, and they were pretty damn miraculous. But yeah, just don't think it's an automatic. Yeah, and and it does you know show the volatility of players on runs. Uh, and I owe a personal apology to to Yoshi, who I trashed last week on this podcast, and uh, he had a great run, 
in DC. And it just goes to show, like, this is what I was going to say, you know, and we'll look at who is heating up later. This is, I think, a new great segment for us. Uh, if we're going to be at this point in the week, like, we can kind of, you know, tab who is heating up. But uh, when you have a player like Carlitos on the run he was on, when he was really heating up, I mean, that is like, you know, that's why people were buying into him. It, 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 it's such a, you know, the high, you know, the hyperbole of him being, you know, number one, blah, blah, blah. You know, he was on just such an epic heater and he has that top end skill. Now he's not on that heater, but he does have that top end skill. But, you know, he's still susceptible to being, you know, his first real year on tour playing the way he is. He's still young. He still has, you know, a ways to go a lot to learn, but tennis is a wavy sport. We used to do a segment that I wish we would bring back the wave of the week. You know, when, when the, I think Carlos is kind of fall from grace is a, something to also heed in terms of when dudes who are really good are on, you ride them hard. No matter what, like, <laughs> and then when they're, when they're not so hot, maybe, maybe you stay away, but, uh, and anyone's kind of hot. I mean, it's just fire on the guys who are firing Derek. What do you, you know, I'm kind of, uh, I'm not really summing, summa- summarizing this the way I would like, but what what do you think about what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. No, if people are on a heater, just roll with them because, like, if you look at Nishioka, I mean, I'm giving an example of something that had success, and he was just on fire the entire time, and that that was kind of just unbelievable that run that he made. But if you were just to like back him, is that a ridiculous thing to do if he's just on a roll? No, not really, um, and you just got to think about even just human emotion. It's like, you can have just really good weeks and then you can have really bad weeks. And then I think that's what happened with something like Nishioka, you know, it's just like, he's just on a good one, one week. And then, then he just returns back to form. And then maybe, yeah, he just probably won't play as good as that until he's, uh, um, this head really wants to just start attacking again, you know? For sure. And, you know, just look out for spots where, where guys who are really good, who might, you know, who run heaters. Also, I just want to say before we're, we're going to get into the rest of the draw talk, but I hate Rublev. <laughs> you know, many people probably say that that actually are just like full on degenerates. Like, fucking Rublev, dude, he did it to me again. <laughs> and I can't believe I gave him. It, well, it's crazy. He is even in the live rings. I think he's the number one. <laughs> Number eight player. I'd say it was top eight last week, and I even think in the live live ranks he is number eight. Uh, I've lost a sizable bet on that guy to Tommy Paul at Indian Wells. I, I completely remember that. It was like Tommy Paul's first top ten victory too, and then since then I was just like, dude, I gotta watch out for this guy. Like I'm not betting against this dude anymore. It wasn't really I'm not betting on Rublev anymore. It was more I'm just not betting against Tommy Paul too much. Well, I bet uh, Rublev live essentially two times in a, in a row. I, I I took a money line against Yoshi when he was uh, down, and then I took 
not even at a good price, just a blind faith. Like, uh, you know, I'm just going to get in on this. And then mm-hmm. I took the over in the Evans match today and uh guy goes down in mf and streets uh f that guy all right well let's move on to the <laughs> i don't know what to make a ruble the guy the guy is something he is something yeah when he starts self-mutilating himself on yeah the he's like somewhere hitting himself with a racket at the moment probably yeah it's usually not a good idea for you to start uh live betting the guy even though he should win but i think that's kind of a tell all right, Derek. Well, there's a lot of this draw left, and uh, a lot of you know a lot of bets to be made, a lot of plays. Uh, we're gonna get into the who do you got talk. Um, let's start start with the top half. Uh, we have uh, two countrymen playing against each other with Nick Kyrgios and uh, Alex Dimonor. Um, am I, I'm saying that right, right? Dimonor. Yeah, yeah. Um. I have Nick pulling this out. Um, I think the over is a a great play. Um, But at the same time, this is where I, I, you know, we're going to have a lot of repeated matches coming up. Uh, Nick is a minus 240 favorite. Um, The over is at 22. And it's already jacked at minus 125. So, you know, the only thing I would say is the ADM is, especially on this type of surface, it's going to be very breakable. So, I mean, it, you know, Nick just beat the number one player in the world. If we're looking at the aspect of, or the angle that he's going to follow that up with another great performance, minus three and a half isn't terrible to me uh, for him to win in straight six four six four, Because uh, ADM, while he is a great returner, I don't think he's going to break Nick, and I think Nick could, you know, on these uh, on the slowish surfaces, uh, come up with uh, some shots that are going to to flummox ADM. Derek, your thoughts? Yeah, I would probably go with the under in this. I don't know if Nick could cover three and a half. Uh, actually, yeah, he probably could. That's at minus one hundred five right now. And then under sitting at 22. So doing the math here, I'd probably rather stick with the under just because I think Curious would win in two. Yeah. The only thing, you know, that you have to worry about is, and this is, I just, yeah. Nick did beat Mad, number one in the world. Like, and maybe, you know, this is just me. Sticking to my priors on Nick, but I have no idea what Nick's going to do match to match. <laughs> you know what I mean? This could be the match where Nick just fizzles out and he's suddenly like, you know, tomorrow's a day for him and cause to do some stuff. <laughs> you know yes. what I mean? Yeah, uh, I do. But I do think the exact opposite now. Like, I think that Nick's actually a uh, a consistent player. Is that sounds insane for me to say, but given recent history, I gotta say that what you expect from Nick is actually what he's gonna bring. I mean, I mean, sorry, like what he's done recently is what he's gonna bring to the table tomorrow. Yeah, That's I would say I this think. too. I mean, when you watch a lot of curious, I don't feel like the guy really constructs a, constructs a point. I feel like 
he were just is able to return a lot of stuff because he's a, a you know just a great player. Um, so ADM obviously a, a player that you know, his game is kind of based around the return a little bit, and you know his utilizing his speed to get to balls. Um, so he could create some opportunities that way. Um, you know if it's going to be a lot a lot of back and forth. Uh, that's why I think the over isn't a terrible play because uh, there might be some some opportunities created, you know, with some unforced errors uh, from the Curios side, just just based on the length of rallies uh, that are going to happen. Um, and, and Nick kind of going for it in spots. Well, there you go. We got both sides of the coin on the <laughs> opinions. I moved Nick on, though. I, I will say I did move Nick on and at minus 240. Um, at plus 200 with ADM, I mean, that's not a price that I'm not uninterested in to, you know, but I don't know. I, I think that a money line, Matt, a money line on that, even a game spread on that, I'm kind of staying away, but the, the over does interest me. All right, Derek, uh, we got Ramos who has somehow won two hard court matches, as I previously mentioned. Against uh, Hubie Hercash, uh, I, I think we obviously have Hubie moving yeah. on here pretty easily. The numbers aren't up for that for some reason. Um, but uh, yeah, and okay, so let's say we get a Nick Hubie. This is a rematch. Uh, Hubie pulled out, you know, the win earlier this year. Was that on grass or was that on hardcore? I believe I think it was on grass. I mean, on clay rather. I think it was on grass. Yeah, it was on grass in Halle. Yeah, Nick, uh, you know, Hubie beat Nick in Halle. Um, this is where I think, uh, you know, if we're going to fade Nick based on the fact that he's played a lot and we don't know what he's going to be like, Nick grinding out a win against Med, grinding out a win against ADM, her cash has to be. Rusevori, who we probably should have beat the first time, he's got to beat Ramos. You know, he's he's had some rest on those legs, some time to uh, you know acclimate to hard court. Nick coming in with a, a lot of a lot of court time into this match. I, I moved on Hubie, and I think what's great is I think Nick's going to be a pretty heavy favorite in this match, and I think it's a great play on Hubie here. Um, and I also feel like the overs in play because I feel like we might get a couple tie breaks. Uh, even uh, they're gonna jack it probably to like, I mean, if what what, what do we say the 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 Chilich, Tommy Paul was twenty four, so this is gonna be probably twenty five. Even then, I mean, it, at that point too, I want to say too is like when you get that high, if you think it's going three sets, just take the plus money on like a higher number. You know what I mean? But. Yeah. I, I I moved on QB here. I think this might be where Nick's fairy tale comes to an end. I don't know where you're at. Uh, if you're if you have Nick, just keep keep grinding out wins against great players. I got Nick going on to win the next twenty four majors. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I actually have Nick losing there as well. And I was thinking the same thing as you. I was like, dude, 
you can get Herc around like plus 150. And maybe you can give him even at like 175. I think that'd be glorious. And I think that Herc can pull out a victory there for sure. Yeah. I mean, he already, he already did. And, and I would say, like, on grass, like, Nick in a vacuum, Nick would be the better player on grass. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you are right. And, um, I don't know. I'm looking forward to that one, though, too. All right. So we got Hubie in the semis there. Um, all right. This is where it gets interesting. So then, uh, you know, it's Rude versus uh, RBA. Batista Agut. Um, Rude's coming in at only minus one twenty-four, and I'm gonna bet Rude right now, <laughs> live on air. Um, <laughs> exclusive, exclusive. Yeah, this this I, part I of the love... draw is like a bunch of two fifty finals right here. No, this is. I mean, we've talked about this a lot, and you know what? I mean, RBA could very easily win, and I could look like an asshole, but I would mm-hmm. say, like, we we we've talked about this a lot, like. Uh, you know, this this is a type of match to take advantage of of rude, especially on courts like these. Like these are slower, hard courts. You know, RBA has you know he's given up you know wins or you know sorry you know i i said that we were going to use the uh you know that one tournament for rba to get back on track which he he did a bit you know i think his one against brooksby with brooksby breaking him first and coming back to win rba is definitely you know trending uh in a positive way i think that brooksby win was a, a nice win for rba but if we're buying into root as we talk about on this podcast at minus 124 that's a blind play for me RBA is a great player, but the, you know, Rude just beat Berrettini on clay in a, in a in a tournament that Berrettini hadn't lost in a long time. I don't know, man. That's a nice price on Rude, an ascending player versus a player not past his prime. I won't say that, but a player that's been very beatable all year. I'm I'm betting it right now. Yeah, uh, you don't even have to explain that bet to me. I'm I'm personally making that bet myself. Casper Rude against RBA money line minus one twenty four. Like that, that's just an auto play for me. Yeah, and even if lose. we don't lose, it's like I I don't even care if we lose that bet. I know because like okay, so then you played RBA at plus one. Is that even a good price to play <laughs> RBA? Like, uh, like yeah. what kind of like value do you have on that? <laughs> right are people playing rba right there i don't even know like if we lose that like i said like i wouldn't even be upset because i feel like i still did the right thing i agree with you 100 man i mean we have rude who's had success on slow hard he made it to the miami final you know this year so Awesome. Let's keep it moving. <laughs> All right. Well, we have a Nori FAA rematch. Um, we don't have that lineup yet. Looks like I have uh, FAA as the home home dog. I assume this time. Uh, you know, we 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 smashed and and won some money on Nori and Los Cabos last week. I guess I can't. Nori like got even put. I I. <sighs> 
Nori like moved pretty hard to the favorite in Los Cabos, which is insane. I was like, thank you very much. I use there's a, a gif I, I sent uh, to someone with the hammer, but like someone pressing the button multiple times. I was like, Just thank you. It. Yeah, it was awesome. Thank you for, for making that. But this time around, I don't know why. Because he, I mean, because no, I bet the over in the Nori BVDZ match, and um, that did not work out well for me. Uh, <laughs> it was close, it was close though. It was, um, except for he won in straights. Wait, did he really? <laughs> it was 6 1. Did he wait? That's not the right. Uh, no, it didn't. It didn't add it up. Okay, it was not close. Nori crushed him, but uh, so Nori is obviously still very much in play for this tournament and this match. If Nori wins this match and then beats Rude. That would not. I wouldn't be uh, totally shocked. Um, in fact, if if it is Nori Rude, I, I, I mean. I might leave Nori there because I feel like he'll be, a, you know, if RBA is a dog, I feel like Nori will be a dog against Rude. Uh, well, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, that's not a good one to one comparison, but I do feel like if it's Rude, Nori, Nori will be the dog, and the price will be right. But I have FAA, and then I actually have FAA beating Rude. I don't know why I'm like suddenly into oh. Felix this week, but. Okay. I am. I, I, I just feel like home tournament, we might see the best in FAA this week uh, in Canada. And I feel like his serve will on a uh, return to hardcore will be a breath of fresh air for this guy, even if it's not the, the, the fastest hardcore. Um, we might see him trend to the player we saw earlier this year. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, he had some really nice points today, but I don't have him beating Nori, to be honest. After watching them play in Los Cabos and then Nori just shit-kicking Bodic today. He like, kicked the shit out of Bodic, yeah. Yeah, and then dude, that was disgusting. And like, I was curious on how Nori was going to play last week at Los Cabos after he made his Wimbledon run and then to see his game transfer to hard courts. And although it's a slow court, so it's probably a easier transition coming from grass, but like see, watching him play against Bodic today, I'm like, I got to take him over Bay leaks. And I watched that Bay leaks Nishioka match and Nishioka has just been some sort of giant killer, obviously, but FA took him out what six two six three or something yeah you know? yoshi heard, heard me talking shit last week for sure and he, he he literally did the opposite of what i said he was gonna do yeah now what was the score for that felix match one of them went to tiebreak something right uh he covered three and a half uh yoshi so it was uh i believe it was seven six uh six four yeah yeah okay yeah that that one set point in that tiebreak that was nuts. But, so, ah, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Just from judging the play today, dude, I gotta take Nori against FAA. And I don't. Then looking... I, I don't blame you. This is just me, you know, 
this is just me trying to you know i, I honestly i have no idea who's going to win this thing the, this this yeah. is a wide open 1000 especially with medvedev out and i feel like nick you know i i feel like the clock is ticking on nick mm-hmm. um and sissy pass is now out um and carlitos is out yeah <laughs> i mean this is prime time for someone to win this thing um that was maybe deeper um pre-serve uh, at the very beginning uh on the board um and and i listened to again i i, I said this in the last podcast but the game bet match podcast uh for with on bet rivers a great sunday pod to, to get you in i hope we're a great thursday friday pod for you guys um trying to to find our lane but uh, they mentioned you know not a lot of non-slam champs uh winning this thing so that obviously has been wiped away Mm-hmm. Um, with no Joker now, meds out. Um, Chilich so, is left. <laughs> Chilich is left. So uh, that goes against what we were saying about Tommy Paul. But uh, obviously, Chilich's slam not uh the most recent one. No, definitely not. <laughs> but um, but, anyway, back to like Nori though. I don't know what to do after that. Like, who like. What it what's gonna happen against him and Rude? I don't like even the winner of that going up against Herc, which is something I'm baffled on. I'm pretty uh, I'm pretty sold on Rude beating Nori. Uh, Rude beating Nori, yeah, yeah. I did. I had him moving on, and then I crossed it out, and then I put Nori. I would tip Rude versus Nori. Okay. The, you know the backhand for Rude, obviously, you know a, a problem. Uh, that Nori could exploit, but th- at the same time, just based off how clean a rude rude could be, you know, he's yeah, it's just like he's not going to give him a lot, and I feel like he's going to hit more winners. Yeah, no, I can definitely see that being a possibility, but then I also can just see Nori just doing unexplicably left-handed things, and I'm like, okay, no, that's true. Um, all right. Well, I have QB versus uh, FA in the semifinal. It sounds like you have QB versus uh, Nori. Nori. I, it's not. I mean, on these courts, it's not terrible, Derek. No. Um. Do you have Nori in your your final? I do. I have QB. Now I'm like rethinking. Now that we've like laid uh, it out. No, and Herc was the first thing I put too and i crossed that out and i put nori as well so i don't know i guess i'm on some nori train he did win miami which is like medium slow hard yeah he's very live in this and i think that you know the rusevori lost last week not a wake-up call per se but you know he you know he, he realized he was back in the fold he had mm-hmm. a long time away from the courts you know uh he, he avenged that loss against them in three sets but a deciding third set where he won six three. Um, so we'll see. You know, the uh, it, uh, Yeah, the top half of this draw is disgusting. It's a tough, tough, tough road to hoe. Um, all right, well, let's get to the bottom half here. Um now that you know Steph is out, it's Draper versus Monfils, um, which I Mom, Fees is a guy I wanted to. I I put a star around and I wanted to highlight because I feel like 
he is someone that we have totally forgot about. And he was down one break against Cressy today, and he was plus 220 on the money line live. Um, so even the books aren't respecting this guy that, you know, if, if this guy finds a level which we were, we were just talking about recently, you know, about how, like, you know, he could, you know, eventually find that one slam where he could like squeak it out. Cause everyone wants it, you know, he's not someone that doesn't have skill or, you know, uh, the, the ability to, to play at a high level still. So, and I, and I think our, you know, a return to hardcore, I think a lot of stuff is behind him, you know, and I think that he has a window here, um, before his kid is born where he probably wants to play some tennis and then he's going to peace out. Like he, he has routinely over the, the course of the year, but that's why I'm thinking like over the next month, my piece isn't a, a terrible bet, um, through the USL. Yeah, like Mon Fils, he has a like, I guess his, his, uh, his, sorry, what was I gonna say? I guess like Mon Fils, his results are consistent, but I think his game chemistry match to match isn't consistent. So I think that's what's hard for me to like fully back a guy like that. I was, I like him versus Draper a lot, and I think that he might, you know, be a short favorite or even a slight dog. Yeah, I'm really hoping that the Cappers are really big Draper fans. They are, I, though. I mean, I, I think they are, yeah. So we'll see what that line turns out, but I, I, I'm i moving on Monfils from that. I, I'm pl- I'm going to make a play on Monfils in some way in that match. Yeah, same. Um, Center is a three-and-a-half game favorite against PC – or no, a three-game favorite against uh, PCB uh, Busta. I kind of like center. I kind of like center minus yeah. three against Busta. Same. Huh. I think that's short. And okay. Well, let's see what happens to my Casper Rude bet. And then, because that's a later match, is that 520? Hmm. Yeah. So then it will be. I, I think we're both moving center on from, from Busta. So then it'll be Sinner versus the the winner of uh, Monfils and Draper. I mean, Sinner has a nice little path here to get to the semis, uh, if you ask me. Especially the you know the the top end he's been playing. The top, you know, Sinner was eight to one, I think, to win this thing, something like that. Great odds. I think he has uh, a surefire way to the final, the semis, and uh, the bottom half is not intimidating. He's going to have to beat. One of Evans, Fritz, Chilich, or Tommy Paul to get to the final. I just laugh every single time I hear Tommy Paul's name. So, I mean, if you want to do it, just ride center from here on out to win this whole thing. You know what, Derek? What are you going to do? I just try to look up future odds and I can't. Yannick Center is going to win this 1000. See, that's what I'm thinking. It's like it's this top half of the draw is just a gauntlet and the bottom half is basically what fritz or center the way i look at it yes and i think center can take out fritz and i think they don't have to go through this hustle and bustle like these top half guys do and i think that person's just gonna have whoever gets out of the bottom half it's gonna have a lot of energy going into the final i agree with you on <laughs> i mean yeah. Center is only minus three, you know, but that's still like what? 
minus 225. I mean, we talked about the rolling, you know, rolling favorites all the way back to, you know, to the Atlanta pod with ADM. Hey, it sucks to lay the juice, but as long as you're winning money, do you care? <laughs> You'll care if he loses. This but, is true. Uh, I, I just don't see Sinner losing. I don't either. It, 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 the final. He the could only... lose to Fritz, to be honest. I mean, you can get two pretty easy rounds for Sinner right here. And then maybe, I don't know, be a little conservative against Fritz and in the final. I, I would like the over in a in the next round, whether it's Monfils or uh, Draper. Um, do I need to stop respecting Draper's serve? That's my question that I ask myself uh, all the time because the guy loves going down 0-30. And if he goes down 0-30, 0-40 a lot on serve against center, that's going to be a 6-2, 6-2 beat down. I'm still thinking that he's a just a grass specialist, and he hasn't proven otherwise to me yet. What do you yet. think? You know, and this is a matchup. We have Evans versus Fritz a rematch, Nori versus FAA a rematch. Um, you know, the, what can we you know bring in from what we just saw? But the thing is, that, you know, it's, everything's kind of. Not upside down because it's still hardcore, but mm-hmm. the circumstances are definitely changed. It's not going to be as hot. Yeah, slower surface. Fritz is the king of Indian wells. You got to lean. You know, you got to think he avenges the loss here. Yeah, I mean, even just referencing what John said a couple weeks ago on our pod is that like head to head, he said doesn't really mean much to him. He says he doesn't really look at it just because of court services and all that kind of changes and. It's just week over week. It's just, you just they're not really necessarily comparables. I mean, but you do get to learn. Um, I mean, each player gets to learn more about that other player, but still, that's that's kind of an even trade, right? Yeah, yeah. So. Well, okay. Before we we okay, so we're, it sounds like we're both leaning center to kind of take this thing down, which. You know, this podcast talking uh, or saying nice things about Sinner isn't uh, exactly anything new. No. Um, but let's do who's heating up. Let's look at it. You know, who is who could have that hot hand like the Yoshi last week um, or just, you know, week to week. There's always someone with a hot hand. You know, Ramos. I don't think I, it, it, I my knee jerk will be that he, he's about to cool off, but he does have t- two pretty good wins. Yeah. Now he plays Herc. It's a tough opponent. Um, Chilich and Paul both have, you know, some solid wins coming to this. Uh, Evans, that's a couple solid wins. Fritz, to me, is heating up. Uh, Dude, after I, today's win, holy crap! Now okay. we're we're saying center though, but PCB is is I would say definitely heating up. I mean, like he beat Bar- uh, Berrettini, good win. And then he just absolutely crushed Runa. Oh, so you you, you can't. Okay, there's an argument there, but yeah. he is playing center. I, th- th- <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I. 
playing things out. I mean, now that we're yeah. we're doing the heating up, I mean, if you wanted to put a, a quarter unit on PCB to beat center, not terrible based on the, the heating up factor, X factor. Uh-huh. Uh, I would say that center is like one of the best dudes at creating break points and uh, Busta is one of the most breakable players on tour. And in and, and a, and a format where there's a lot of breaks, it's, that does not lean towards Busta. But, uh, you know, he is definitely a, a hardcore guy as well as he's made a USO semifinal. So... Yeah, if you were asking me who's heating up, I'd either say it's her cats or Nori. I know that they're not at the uh, lower Busta level or definitely not the Nishioka level. But I mean, I've, I just have a feeling that like because Nori's been ripping. and But the problem is, is that what he played a final last week. So he might not have his legs at 100% this week. Um, her cats. I think he's got obviously the talent and he's also a little below the radar right now too. And if he can get through Nick, then I I think he's got a shot to win this whole thing. What do you think about now? I'm like backtracking just like RBA, you know, he won that tournament. Now he's got a solid wins against Giron, which, you know, Giron was coming in off two pretty solid wins in qualifying mm-hmm. and he beat Brooksby both American, you know, and he's Spanish. So he probably should win. But <laughs> <laughs> is he Spanish? Did I just make... No. Yeah, he is. Um, RBA versus rude. Now kind of, I'm like, now I'm putting it through. I don't know. I still like rude. Yeah, I, I can go either way on that top half of the draw between Hurricane Nori and and uh, Casper Rood. One person I am not including in that, though, is Nick Kyrgios. You don't think... He, I, <laughs> people are uh, looking to uh, fade Tommy Paul off his big win. I mean, Nick just won a huge tournament. He just beat the number one. That letdown is 100% coming. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I just don't think he could stay afloat for that long. Even though I did say that he has a consistent play, I just don't think that his his legs are going to be all there. All right, Derek. Well, I think we've attacked this from every angle uh, we could. Um, I wish we, you know, could have had a a stronger ending with the who's heating up, but it sounds like, uh, (laughs) you know, I don't know, man. This tournament is tough. This is, uh, you know. Week yeah. to week, this is a tough week. So be careful with that bankroll. Uh, don't put yourself out there too far, uh, you know, thinking you know exactly what's going to happen because I think we're going to see a lot of surprises uh, along the way here. And uh, as always, uh, the DMs are open. If you want to talk some tennis, I'm more than happy to do that. Uh, we are at MP9 Tennis. Um, Derek, any final thoughts? Yeah, just like uh, what Dave just said, just don't just start bankrolling stuff. Don't be overconfident um, and just keep an eye out for the Twitter and uh, shoot us a DM if you got any questions. All right. Until next time. See you in the court. Oh, shit.